guys, it's John with the John Olson Show for the first week of November, and today I have um, a special guest. If you know anybody in East County, they know Barry Jancy's. He's um, really like the Kevin Bacon of East County. Everybody knows him or knows somebody who knows him. There was way more applause there than the people who live in East County, so I appreciate you oh, well, yeah. you, you making something up like that, but thanks. Well, it's a button here, because it could have been this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so Barry, if you don't know, Barry's kind of a big deal in uh, East County, and he um, used to be a uh, he's a former councilman, city of La Mesa, mm-hmm. and uh, he used to run the Grossmont Healthcare District, and now he has his own company. He does uh, consulting. That's right, Jans Communications. And right. I spent just a, sixteen years on the La Mesa City Council and sixteen years as CEO of the Grossmont Healthcare District. Um, I didn't even realize when I was retiring that someone was going to say, you do, you do a lot of 16s, you know? Really? Well, and I did, and actually I was with uh, Kaiser. I was with Kaiser in the facilities development department before that, but that was for like 18. So I, I guess that's where I missed the mark. Yeah. But if you add, if you add them all together, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm not that old because I started my career when I was like five. Well, you so. know. You're a hard worker. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So I know Barry from the East County Economic Development Council and the San Diego East Regional Chamber of Commerce. I can never, did I get that right? Was I close? You know, I, we just call it the East County Chamber for short. Yeah. But I think it's like the San Diego Regional East County Chamber yeah. of Commerce. And forget the acronym. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to try to put that out there. That doesn't, <laughs> It's kind of like have a word in it to make it easier. At least East County EDC, you know, East County Economic Development Council, you can say ECEDC. And, yeah. And some people say, is that like an EIEIO? Yeah, exactly. You yeah. Know. Anyway. So Barry, what do you got going on? You, uh, what, who are you working with these days? What we were talking about education and workforce. And- oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I, it's something I've gotten so excited about. I didn't, you know, when I left the healthcare district, which is, you know, uh, May of 2021 now. So it's been about two and a half years. Uh, you know, I just knew I was, I was not going to piddle around the garage. Um, you know, so I knew I'd do some consulting. So some of that is, um, strategic planning and executive coaching type stuff, but I did have, um, a, a newer nonprofit workforce connect reach out to me and ask if I might want to help in the community affairs arena. And they're, they're really about creating pathways for not just younger folks, but, uh, younger folks, underserved communities. This includes students. This includes those who are transitioning out of the military to um, to get those opportunities in apprenticeship and training programs, oftentimes in the construction, engineering, manufacturing realm. And a lot of those are paid apprenticeship programs. So that was what that was Workforce Connect's or, original vision. The reason I got involved in it, um, and I was pretty excited because way back, you know, however you count it, I was actually a little bit older than five truthfully. Uh, I was a little bit older, but way back in the beginning, at, you know, after high school and piddling around at um, the, the University of Fletcher Hills, which we lovingly call Grossmont College, I um, I was, I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I still didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was provided an opportunity to become a carpenter apprentice and go through the carpenter's apprenticeship program and become a journeyman carpenter, which I did with Kaiser. That was the beginning of my Kaiser career. So that's so even though I started in what what's really construction, it's it was with a healthcare organization. So thus my healthcare background as it ended up. But but that apprenticeship program was real, really a career launcher for me. So when Workforce Connect, which is a nonprofit that is trying to provide those opportunities for you know students and others that might be interested, 
Not everybody's going to do four years of college. We've talked about that here before, right? Mm, yeah. Um, it's, I, I was all over it. So um, there's some new, so some great new stuff going on with Workforce Connect and um, Cajon Valley Union School District, which is, of course, a, probably the largest elementary school district, I'm guessing, in East County. Um, I would think so. With, with most of the Cajon Valley, um, the El Cajon Valley and the city of El Cajon and some surrounding areas. And they've got about 26, 27 schools. That, traditionally, that's a that, that's been a K through eight um, school district. But um, they recently, within the last few years, chartered a um, high school. So they've got a high school now called Bostonia Global High School. And it's um, at Emerald and Chase. It's at the site of the former Emerald Middle School. And um, so that's a new charter. This is the first year that they have seniors on that campus. So they now have four grades of high schoolers. And what Cone Valley has been doing for several years is called World of Work. And that's really about providing career exploration opportunities from a really young age. Um, the way that looks in high school, because now you got high schoolers and they're learning how to drive and they're a little bit more um, independent, whether their parents like it or not, um, they, they do mentorship. So they have three days on campus and they do two days with a company in the community. They call the companies mentors and they call their kids, um, not, they're not doing internships, they're doing mentorships and they don't call them students, they call them scholars. That's all great. And, um, but the idea is by the time one of, these, one of these students graduates from high school, they will have had a gamut of different career exploration opportunities and actual internships, if you will, in the community two days a week. So what the, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they go to campus. On Tuesday and Thursday, they don't even go to campus. They can go if they need you know, tutoring or whatever else. But, but those days on Tuesday and Thursday is really um, at a company somewhere in the community. So, I've seen a couple of college, yeah. uh, high schools around, camp, uh, around the community, sorry. Yeah. Still haven't had my first cup of coffee yet. <laughs> but I've seen a, a bunch of high schools in, the, uh, in San Diego County have uh, something similar. I think Point Loma High School has something very similar mm-hmm. where they do internships. And the new school, uh, the Catholic High School called... I do, the, the new one? A new one? Yeah. Not Cathedral, no? No, no. It's a really small school. Oh, it took I, over okay. a small Catholic grade school okay. in the inner city. Yeah, I, it's gone. Okay. Yeah, my, gone. yeah gone. my wife is a Catholic school principal right. and she always talks about it and it's going to pop in my head after we're off. But anyway, but they do something very similar where they're, um, what, what a lot of people don't realize is that um, we aren't producing as many uh, workers as we used to or that we need to supply very our, true. Our, uh, our economy. And we're seeing this in Europe, we're seeing it in Asia, and right now we're starting to see it affect us. Where if you go to a job site, most people there are over 40. Right, and you go to uh, any of the manufacturing in the East County, and you see people there; they're over fifty. The, the, so, construction specifically, I, sure. I believe the average age of a construction worker in the United States right now is about forty-six. Okay, well, forty-six doesn't sound that old, but I'm I'm saying that's the average age, right? Which puts which which puts people on both ends of that. Right, some in their early twenties right. and some in pushing sixty, really hard. Right, right, exactly, and yeah. and so. Part of the part of the problem is, uh, you know, stigma around the trades, right? You, you do what I'm going to swing a hammer for the rest of my life, um, and there's not enough um, focus on the fact that oftentimes these are paid apprenticeships, like I said. But in most cases, after a few years, 
you know, folks who have gotten in the trades and maybe plumbing, electrical construction, you know, concrete, whatever it is, um, you know, end up as foreman and then superintendent, and then they move into project managers. And some of these, some of these folks who at a young age started doing this, didn't think they were ever going to do college. Then after they end up in a career, they get a little stability, they get a little maturity. Maybe they all of a sudden focus on their responsibilities. They get a family. Oftentimes they want to better themselves and they will go back and better themselves. Sometimes that's college. There's other opportunities, but what people don't think about when they hear construction and they say, they think about the trades, they don't think about what about, what about the engineering piece? What about safety and regulatory? What about estimating? What about project management, finance, HR, I mean, there's tech, there's it, construction, engineering, manufacturing. All of these have way more careers than just what people think. And so sometimes it's that stigma we have to be battling. And sometimes it's the parents, the parents who say, hey, this is great. What you're doing is great. I hear that all the time. We need way more opportunities for kids to get into those careers. They all say it. But very few of them want to want that for their own children <laughs> until yeah. they're, until they're forced with the realization that that's what their what their child's going to do. So we're trying to we're trying to do education, you know, for not only parents and counselors and high school administrators and students all at the same time, you know, about about these opportunities. But with Cajon Valley, um, we are we are working with them to expand those internships or mentorship opportunities. Um, but also they're looking at a facility on campus, which would be a community innovation center. It would be a place where you can learn construction, tiny homes, perhaps, um, auto customs, auto tech. We're looking at an agricultural piece. There's even a um, healthcare piece now where one of the family, one of the um, federally qualified health centers here wants to have mock exam rooms where they're going to be committing to a certain number of students they're going to mentor and they're looking at that as their pipeline of future employees. And, and so this is going to be, and the reason it's a community innovation center is you think about it, a school facility is used what 10 to 20% of the time actually by, by the sure. Schools. And then it's empty the rest but, of the day, but this maker space, these it's, it's like a, it's like a, we work and I know mm-hmm. we works in the news um, just, you know, here right now about, Hey, bankruptcy. So, but the WeWork was really based on kind of professional office space. This is about maker space. Those who are into construction, art, crafts, um, engineering, who are doing something, either sometimes it's a hobby, but a lot of times it's a full-fledged business where instead of having to have all of the equipment and put out that capital investment at their own company, they're sharing space someplace well, it, and then sharing just, the equipment. It's a business hack. You know? It is business hack. Yeah. And, and, so, and, and why would you right. not take advantage of that? Right. You, they have the gyms open at night so you can play basketball. Why wouldn't they have the shop class open so you can make stuff? Right. So in in this case where, you know, there are those who do maker spaces, one's called Maketry, um, that is that is very excited about maybe having another location in East County. But the idea here is that those some of those kids right now are leaving campus and going to do their internship off campus two days a week. This is an opportunity for some of them to do them right there, especially in the, in the fields that will be in that business with some of the um, businesses that are in there um, in an incubator or, or startup setting. 
um, so they can get their experience right there. Um, the idea of a of a high school student graduating with not only their diploma but also having a pre apprenticeship certificate, you mean like a marketable skill, <laughs> um, done on the same day, mm-hmm. construction, auto, whatever it is, welding. We're looking at welding, healthcare, and then that takes them to that apprenticeship program, um, and they. The apprenticeships are going to look very favorably at someone who's gained that kind of experience while in high school. It's kind of like ROTC, uh, and then you go into the service, you know. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, so, anyway, that's part that's part of what we're doing with Cone Valley Union School District. Um, again, Bostonia Global High School and Workforce Connect is the name of the entity, and um, you know, folks can always reach me if they want to. They want to talk to me. It's it's. Barry Jantz at gmail.com. And I can tell him way more. We're ju- we just, the Cone Valley Union School District Board just hired an architect to do the conceptual design on the building. So we're starting on the programming right now. So we're going to be doing industry roundtables. Well, we're going to be meeting with those in construction, those in auto, those in healthcare, those in ag potentially, and seeing what the needs of the community are, what curriculum needs to look like, what space needs to look like, and then we start designing this this building. And they do have the land over there at Bo- at Bostonia Global High School. It's it it's land it's school district land already. Okay, and so, so we're like maybe it was a soccer field or just a, a was, field. I, I think it's unused tennis courts actually. So, oh, okay, it, yeah. gotcha. So they're just going to take this big giant space right. and make a twenty thousand square foot building or something, ten thousand, whatever it is. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't put a um, square footage on it right mm-hmm. now. Um, at one point, they even you know, had in their minds that it was going to be much larger, but, um, you know, based on some things they had seen where, Hey, that's really exciting looking space. That's what we need, but we're going to program it from um, the ground up. Meaning what are the real needs? What, what kind of spacing do we need for, to do a, say, do tiny homes? What, what kind of space, what kind of floor space does that look like? What kind of equipment do we need? And then we're going to program it from there. So we'll, we'll, you know, I'm guessing we'll end up somewhere in the, you know, uh, you know, 20, 20 to 40,000 square foot range, but it, it remains to be seen. I would imagine with all of the um, construction and manufacturing in the East County that a lot of the businesses would be really interested in investing in something like this so they can get their future employees. Absolutely. And some of them, some of those businesses get, you know, because of the lack of workforce pipeline coming into their fields, they end up training them themselves. Um, they, they put out the expense to say, okay, we're going to train them right here on our, at our own business, but this is a way to do it way more efficiently and cost effectively for way more, way more businesses. And some of those businesses may be one of, maybe they want to be direct stakeholders or partners in this because they're counting on it for their, their workforce. Well, you know, we know, um, a manufacturer, aerospace uh, manufacturer in Santee that has their own um, their own class to teach people how to, you know, people walking off the street, how to become a, a, a machinist. Right. And it takes years to get them to a level that they start seeing dividends and then they get hired away by another company. Sure. So it's, it's really a burden on these smaller manufacturers mm-hmm. to bring people in, train them up. And then, you know, they're kind of like the Padres for the rest of the league. And uh, they're, right. they're good players get uh, picked up and go to the Yankees. Yeah, well, you know that that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what the San Diego Police Department was complaining about last year, by the way, where they they had the the largest number of folks leave the San Diego PD at the same time, um, you know, for, since two thousand nine or something like that, you know. But 
but that's often often government agencies are sure. often competing for employees, and you know, and you and I can complain all day about the about government um, salaries and how everybody's always comparing themselves to the well. We want to be the median. We don't want to be the lowest. We don't want to be the highest pay scale. We want the median. Well, the median always moves up, you know. Sure. So, so it, it always ca- causes this these agencies to lose police officers, firefighters, and others from one agency to the next. Yeah, we saw it in teachers a few years back. Our teachers were oh yeah migrating around. Firemen sure. do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what other kind of things are you, are you doing with the um, Workforce Connect folks? Yeah. Well, so I mean, so Cohen Valley is the the newest thing. We're excited about very specific. Um, at one particular school, at one particular school district, let's not miss the fact that this um, innovative way of looking at things, uh, you know, is scalable anywhere and in other school districts. And some of the folks that are backing this um, are very excited about San Diego Unified looking at something like this too. But but that you know that's a specific kind of world to work um, approach, if you will, career career education um, for those who may not be immediately college bound or they don't have it on their radar right now. But the, the other thing we're, we're doing there that's related to that is um, we will bring high school students. We'll have them bust from various schools, various school districts to one of our partners that has current apprenticeship um, and training opportunities. The one right here in East County is the associated general contractors, beautiful, rather new building in Lakeside where um, just two weeks ago we had 60 students come from Chula Vista Learning Charter and uh, bust in. And then they each got little groups. They break into groups of about six to eight and they go around and they do 30 minutes of um, wood framing, 30 minutes of metal stud framing. They had 30 minutes of drone technology. Like I said before, Mm -hmm. we always want to point out that construction isn't just these things. It's also this over here. So we had bird's eye aerial drones that you know very well. They're mm-hmm. involved in East County EDC. We had them there. Um, they got the heavy equipment simulators. So they don't actually get to sit on a on a tractor. They get to sit in a simulator, high-tech simulator, where they're actually simulating use of heavy equipment. Um, and so there's, there was electrical and plumbing there as well. We, we've done painting. We've done concrete layout. And so they go through about five or six workshops they do, we do a lunch. We bring in the pizza. They love the pizza. The kids love the pizza. And we'll imagine have, that we'll have some mentors from these companies come out and talk to the kids and stand up and say, here's what it looks like to get into an apprenticeship. Here's, here's, here's how much you're making at the end of, at the end of an apprenticeship program without any college debt. Here's what you've made while you've been working in it. You've been paid on the job to get trained while you're, while you're working. And this one was great because we had uh, Chula Vista Mayor John McCann come to Lakeside. We got we got the Chula Vista Mayor on Lakeside. You know why? Well, and it I wasn't think, because I think of he the saw six, I think he saw sixty um, kids from his community <laughs> <laughs> that might be voting in a couple of years. You know? Oh sure. But, uh, but anyway, so that was that was pretty exciting. So we're doing a lot of those, and we've done it. We've done it um, with Lincoln um, High School. We've done it with some San Diego Unified schools, so, some charters, and we're trying to expand that approach. And then for those who may find Lakeside a little bit, a little bit too far away, we've, we're partnered with the Associated Builders and Contractors there in Poway. Um, the, the Carpenters Union um, actually has a one more central San Diego um, up near Miramar Road. And we're, uh, we're actually talking about that as well. When it comes to, when it comes to where the opportunities are, whether it's, whether it's the union apprenticeship programs or the non-union apprenticeship programs, 
we're just providing we're just providing pathways to opportunities. People will make a decision about their career at some point, you know, regardless of what kind of training they were in and maybe the training they're in, they like so much that's where they're going to stay, but we're just about providing pathways to those opportunities. Well, I think, you know, a lot of the the youth of today don't see the opportunities that that are out there. They see people working, but they don't see them as, hey, I'm going to be doing this in 5 years or maybe they don't see hope of a future outside of their neighborhood or outside of their, their economic stature or status. You know, I think sometimes, you know, if you can give people an opportunity to see things that they don't normally see on a daily basis, they might get a little more excited about school, pay a little more attention, try to be more productive and then, or and less reproductive. And um, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and have a goal in life instead of just kind of wandering through figuring out, you know, where they're going to get their next, Right. Fun time. Absolutely. And that, and that, that comes with some maturity, Sure, uh, you know, and, and that's why we, I always say not everybody's going to do four years of college, but then I say yet, because they may, it may not be on their radar now, but they decide later that, Hey, that's, that's what they'd like. And maybe by that time they're in a career and they're not going to college because they're going to leave that career necessarily. Some of them, but some of them are going to college because they've decided, Hey, this is a nice place for me to be. And I, and I want to better myself so I can, I can even go further in this particular career. So that, that, that's it. And, you know, and then um, an, another one is um, home building Institute. Um, this is in San Marcos. They're a skill bridge. Um, that's a department of defense uh, registered program for those who are coming out of the military and looking for jobs and how they get connected to those jobs. So it's a, this home building Institute is a skill bridge program um, they are dealing specifically with the Marines and those Marines, these are folks, these are, these are folks that have been in for four to six years. So when they're getting out of the military, they're still in their twenties for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. And so they're not, they're not saying, Hey, I've had so much experience in the military. I'm only looking for a project manager position. They're looking to get in the trades and they actually did some construction while they were in the military. Now that's a little bit those codes and regulations don't stand the way it does in the regular community when you're in the military. If you're building a you know temporary, temporary uh, you know living quarters in the desert or in another country or something, right? But but they've had a little bit of construction experience. Yeah, so they know HBI, which end of the shovel to use and all that right. stuff. Yeah. So HBI gives them so many weeks of electrical, so many weeks of carpentry. And when they're done, they have a pre-apprenticeship certificate. Well, that that leads you now to an apprenticeship. That leads you now to a job. And so we've partnered with them. Um, companies love it when they see that someone who has been in the military has now some pre-apprenticeship experience and some actually actual experience in the military because they love what that means. Because they know those folks have um, paid attention, followed directions, can take orders, um, are, they're not looking at their watch. They can think on their feet. Look, they're yeah. not looking at their phone and they mm-hmm. can show, show up on time. Now with high school students, you know, we're, we're training them up too, but sometimes mm-hmm. you still don't know what you're getting when they graduate from high school. But, but you know, the world of work, you know, program is teaching them that too. So, but anyway, we're, we're looking at the, we're looking at the gamut. Well, the bottom line is I think we need to make sure that, that the youth of today need to understand that they need to provide value to society before they can extract value or expect values from society. And, and we don't usually do that. They go in with looking for, you know, their handout, what, what's society going to give me? Not what, right. I, what am right. I going to make? Right. 
Another partner, by the way, in this whole thing, and I should have mentioned them because we do that when we do these career exploration days, it's often in partnership with Junior Achievement. So Junior Achievement is in several of the schools in San Diego County, and that's about trying to mentor the students and, and provide them, you know, some knowledge. But what what what's great about Junior Achievement is it, it starts at fi- in fifth grade. In fifth grade, they take them to BizTown, which is in Mission Valley there. Yeah, I've, I've heard Jay. about that. I've yeah. never been able to get on that. Um, well, you should, you should get a tour. We, yeah. we, actually, you may want to do a podcast sometime. Oh, that with, would be with, very with, cool with one of the junior achievement folks. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool. But it shows fifth graders, you know, that hey, this is what it, this is what it would take if you needed to open a bank account, and they've got a little bank, you know, someone's sponsoring the bank facility there, and someone's sponsoring the the loan department, and you know, if you if you know, here's what it looks like. Here's what it looks like to do these things. And they've got to kind of do it a little hands-on with with the laptops they have set up there. And then at an older age, they've got a, a finance piece as well. Um, and that's really, really great because even if you're teaching students technical skills, sometimes the soft skills about, you know, resumes and, and you know, how do I, if I'm going to live on my own, what does that look like? What's it, what's it going to cost? How do I do, how do I go buy a car? How do I get a car loan? You know, these sorts of things, um, whatever you want to call them. Sometimes I think they call them life skills, Barry. Life skills. They used to call them soft skills. Someone mm-hmm. said the other day to me, they're employability skills now, you know? Okay. Well, that's great. You know, but you're right. Life skills. That's exactly what they are. So, um, so junior achievements, um, been a great partner in this as well. Well, that sounds like a great thing. So work workforce connect is a statewide, uh, it's, it's San Diego right now. Okay. But, um, because we're associated with, um, some of these, um, especially in the construction piece, but some of these associations I mentioned, like the Associated General Contractors, Associated Builders and Contractors, they're more than San Diego. So they're now talking to us about, okay, what can we do for them and help them in, say, Orange County and other, other parts of the state? Other and, places, and, okay. Yeah, so oftentimes, the way, I, the way I view it is oftentimes, Debbie Barnum, who's the founder of Workforce Connect, who I work with very closely, um, she, she describes it as, you know, great programs, but folks are operating in silos, you know? Um, so we've got, we've got community, we've got education, and then we have industry and we're trying to bring them together and get them out of their silos. I like to describe it as there's great training programs, but oftentimes the industry doesn't do a good enough job in, in marketing those training opportunities outside of their own industry. How did I get into a construction um, apprenticeship program because someone in construction who knew about it said this may be a good opportunity for you but I, ne- I never had a high school counselor say anything but um okay this kid doesn't really know so let's just you know let's encourage him to go to community college and maybe he'll get it figured out right but you know how many high school counselors are saying hey have you thought about have you thought about a trade school? Have you thought about this? Have you thought, have you, have, do you know what that looks like? You know, where the focus is all too often, oh, we got to get them to college. We got to get them to college. We're, we're, we get marks for, for getting into college. Well, guess what? It's turning around and the high schools are now, they've got deans of career technical education. They've got departments dedicated to that because it's, they're realizing not everybody's going to do college, nor should we necessarily be pushing that. And we're not here to compete. Yeah, no, you don't need we're, to. We're not here to compete with college. In fact, the World of Work program at Cone Valley, some of what we're going to be discussing is dual enrollment programs. So 
you know, if a, if a community college has a construction pathway and they're doing it there on campus, then it's another opportunity to get class credit for both at high school and college level. That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Well, cool. I, that's yet another thing on this podcast that I'd love to help with, Barry, if there's anything I can do to help. You're, you're helping right now, John. Did awesome. you know that? Oh, of course. Yeah. Getting the word out. <laughs> Good deal. So, Barry, what what are your plans? Uh, you, you recently retired from. Yeah, well, you know, a few years I back. guess recently, you know, I, I, two and a half years ago now. So, has it only been two and a half years? It's been. It's. It was. Yeah, beginning of twenty twenty one. So, gotcha. So, are you? I don't feel retired. Now? I think I just retired from someplace, the Grossmont Healthcare District. But, mm-hmm. but I'm just, you know, still still out there busy. Well, that's a good thing. You're a value to the community. And oh, thank you. Really appreciate Thanks. everything that you that you have done and everything that you continue to do to make the East County the best it can be. Well, thank you. Awesome. Um, what else am I doing? Well, I mentioned, uh, I mentioned the strategic planning mm-hmm. I've um, in recent months, I've helped uh, the city council and the city of Santee. You can ask, you can ask uh, the city manager, Marlene it best, if I did a, a good job or not. Um, it was the second time I had done there. So they invited me back. So I'm guessing they thought I did. Yeah. So, but I also did um, the Lakeside Chambers um, strategic planning process. I did the um, East County Chambers, that San Diego East Regional East County Chamber of Commerce. I did I did theirs. I've done some nonprofit um, work. Um, Elon Lale Foundation, that's uh, James Hubble, the kind of ren- locally renowned sculptor and artist. Um, his board, um, it needed to kind of look at their future. So I helped them with the day of strategic planning. So I do that for government agencies, and nonprofits, and sometimes it's very specific where a nonprofit will bring me in and they need more executive coaching for, you know, a mid-level manager or even the CEO. Sometimes I've, I've come in and helped CEOs with new CEOs who got into CEO positions, but maybe needed a little bit more coaching. Um, one of them was really fun um, in that, that's why I got brought in to help the CEO. And one of the first things we did was uh, when I was determining what they really needed, I said, well, have you done any strategic planning? Well, no. So it turned into a strategic planning process anyway. But oh, good so, I, so I have I have fun with those. Great. So um, are you doing any campaign work for anybody these days? Uh, so um, it, I, I would describe my, because I used to do, you know, some political consulting. And since I've been elected myself, I have a little bit of a background in that the world's changed somewhat, you know, and there's way more technology and way more social media, but I, I like to say that the most effective way of campaigning hasn't changed in 40 years and that's going door to door and talking to people. Um, but um, I don't want to do so much what I call political consulting anymore, where I've got to design mail and do TV ad buys and radio and but I do um, an offshoot of executive coaching, which I call candidate coaching. So this is more, um, especially those local candidates that aren't going to be able to afford a real political consultant and all the money that's involved because they're running for a uh, smaller city council or school board or something like that, where they just need some some coaching. And I've even I even helped a um, newer council member where they got elected and then they were trying to figure out, well, what is this stuff I'm seeing on the agenda and what do I need? What, what, what do I really need to focus on and what's important and what is, what is this stuff? And, you know, and I was able to help that person go through the agendas for about three months and say, well, you're going to see this every year, you know, this thing. Um, and here's what that is. 
you know, but here's something on your agenda that you really need to focus on right now because without trying to bias them, you know, sure. but you know, here, here's why this is important and why it's on your agenda versus the things you're going to see in, you know, see every quarter or, or once a year they come back. And since I spent 16 years on a city council, which is maybe 15 years too long, I, um, <laughs> I saw a lot of things that came back year in, year out, quarter in, quarter out a lot of times. Do you recommend uh, anybody running for local office? Uh, well, let me see. Do I recommend anybody running for local office? Well, there's not an election till next year. Sure. Okay. I mean, well, somebody was interested. To, you know, depending on when people hear the podcast, there happens to be an election today. Sure. And um, and because of my clients, I will because of my clients, I will stay away from making <laughs> making a recommendation. But at eight o'clock, at eight o one tonight, we will know. I think in that race, what's going on, and that's the the. The former, I'm not going to say the Nathan Fletcher seat. It's the former Nathan Fletcher seat where where Amy Reichert is uh, running and um, against Monica Montgomery step. So that we're, so by the time people hear this podcast, you know, that one may be over. So, and that that's the district that is formerly East County, right? Well, yeah. So there's a couple of East County districts and um, that overlap much of East County and supervisor Anderson has one of them. Um, and then supervisor Nathan Fletcher had, um, the other one. And so he, he decided, you know, um, meeting people in a stairwell was, was more important than being a supervisor. Um, that's all I'll say on that subject. But, um, so we've had, we have a vacancy there and they're going to have the election today. Um, and someone will move on and I think they get sworn in on December 7th and then we'll have a full board of supervisors again. But then the regular election cycle will come up pretty quickly next year because it's a presidential. So that means in California, we move the primary election up to March. So right now, here it is November. And um, right now, people are starting the filing process for next March. And it when it's this early, because typically we have a June primary. Mm-hmm. So, so it catches people off guard when all of a sudden they realize, oh, the filing period is open because it's really only about three or three and a half months away for this election. So um, yeah, no recommendations at this point. We'll see who's running in some of those races. Good deal. All right. Well, we'll look forward to having you back on and you can tell us, uh, give us some advice on the 2024 election. Well, yeah. If, or at I least mean, your opinion. You know, if, if at some point, you know, especially, you know, the primary election has fewer races. And then, you know, when we get to November next year, um, especially with the presidential, but a, a slew of local races who would be fun to come in, you know, and maybe handicap some races. Oh, that'd be fun. Maybe yeah. get a little office pool going. We we could do well as you know, as yeah, long, for candy bars and everything. As, it, as long as it's legal. Yeah. You know. Sounds like a plan. It's a podcast. I, I think anything's legal. Well, I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> that. I don't want to test that one. Yeah. Okay. Let's not. <laughs> awesome. Well, Barry, thanks for coming in again. And, um, you know, I, again, appreciate everything that you do for the, the East County and, Thanks. And, and I appreciate you. Oh, well, I appreciate you too, John. We, we should worked, go to lunch. We've worked together for a long time. And, you know. Yeah, it's, it's almost great. been 20 years. Has it, has it been 20 years? It's it been 18 something since, yeah, 18 years since I was. Are you, you're actually counting? You're actually counting? No, I was trying to do the math in my head. Oh, okay. And it's okay. not working. Okay. So that's great. Well, again, I know you, where you post this, you know, people can figure out how to get a hold of me, but just in case it's, I'm going to spell my email address if anybody wants to reach out to me about any of these fun things. Okay. It's B-A-R-R-Y-J-A-N-T-Z, Barry Jantz, at gmail.com. Great. Thanks a lot, Barry. 
All right. Thank you. We'll see everybody at the next one. All right. We'll see you.